Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. lovely week it has been for professional wrestling because I just want to send a big congratulations out to Brandy and Cody Rhodes on the announcement of their first child but also John Moxley and Rene Paquette who also announced their child as well so we're already seeing future AEW stars coming together in front of your eyes sometimes you go on the internet it's all mo 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 negative negative this was such a positive point of joy and I wanted to shout it out again. Congratulations to all of them. And after all of that as well, we had another AEW Dynamite on a Friday night. And I think next week's on a Saturday and then it goes back to Wednesday. It's all very confusing, but we can't forget about it until we give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling. And that's what we're going to do right now using this, the finger of power. So if you do get mad at any of my opinions, you should yell at this. And then you're looking at like a moron. What are you yelling at a finger for? Let's up those down. Okay, we start controversial because the first thing we did see on this week's AEW Dynamite was the cage match MMA fight between Jake Hagar and Wardlow. Now, I had accidentally gone on the internet before this and I had seen a few people go, oh no, that wasn't for me. So I was a little bit worried, but I am just going to throw it out there. I thought it was great. And it's something that we've talked about before. If you present something to me that is visually different, you are going to pique my interest, even if what you're giving me is a pile of baloney. But also, on the subject of baloney, I didn't think this was baloney at all. I mean, it was like you were watching wrestling from an alternative reality. And yeah, sure, I get it. If you're a hardcore MMA fan, you'd be like, that looks rubbish and that looks crap. And maybe it went a little bit too long, but we had the cage, we had proper rounds. There were a few shots in there that looked just a little bit legitimate. I would not be mad if we did more of this. Just don't do it too much and keep it special. The other criticism I saw was, oh, the first minute they didn't do anything. But yeah, that's because they were feeling each other out. I've seen that in MMA, I've seen it in boxing. And I suppose because you are in control of it maybe it wasn't the smartest idea but i think aew wanted this to feel legitimate and they got as close to it as they possibly could and they started to grapple each other and hurl each other around the cage with jake hagar getting the upper hand because of course he does this for real and about halfway through oh this made me chuckle wardlow busted out a hurricane rana and he gave jake hagar powerbomb into the cage and escalibur was like oh that's his pro wrestling instincts kicking in i could just hear the hardcores going well that's stupid 
Good. Give me stupid. I am stupid. And you're filling me up. I kind of guess the finish just due to what wrestling has been loving recently and the fact that it does tie directly into mixed martial arts. But eventually Wardlow made a mistake so Hagar locked in the choke and realising that he was about to pass out, Wardlow flipped off Chris Jericho because he's an absolute child. But yeah, he then did go and he was asleep so the referee had to call it and that was that. And look, yes, I know it wasn't the most perfect thing in the world but I absolutely was sports entertained and we went full on pro wrestling after this because the pinnacle got in there and the inner circle got in there and everybody started to brawl. I don't mind that either because the bell had rung and you had kind of this impactful angle when MJF punched Dean Malenko right in the face. Now one, Dean Malenko is 60 years old but also two, as we were reminded, Dean Malenko has Parkinson's disease so if you didn't hate Maxwell Jacob Friedman before, well now you think he's utter gutter trash. Sammy Guevara then came out to make the save and I was a little bit like, why wasn't he out there to begin with? And all of this I thought was a nice start to Dynamite. Although yes, it would be good if the pinnacle starts to win a bit more. It kind of feels a little bit one-sided. Also, before we do move on, look what happened here. Wardlow lost the match, but do I think he's being buried? Or do I think any less of him? No, I do not because of how it was presented. Frankie Kazarian, Eddie Kingston and Penta were then cutting an interview backstage. And of course, what's brought all these three together is that they hate the elite, especially Frankie, who has become the elite hunter. And I tell you, he has really stepped into this role kind of believe that he's mad. I also have a video coming out about this soon, which happens to feature Braun Strowman, so keep an eye out for that, and I look forward to your comments. Team Taz showed up as well without Brian Cage, so put that one in your brain, and Taz all like, look, we all know that we're united over the color orange, but Ricky, you need to stop winding up Brian Cage, and also next week, Hangman Adam Page, I want you to have a fight with powerhouse Will Hobbs. And if I had to make a guess, I would imagine that Cage does come back to AEW and absolutely sort of severs ties with this groups and then will shed a tear because for a good few months there, they were really damn good. Mr. Stupid was then here. I'm only kidding, but Darby Allen did walk down the aisle because he had decided to have a two-on-one handicap match against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. But my word did these three make this work. Because it was just great from the off because Darby Allen treated this like he was being chased by wild dogs. He was like, well, the only way I'm probably going to beat them is if I just go, go, go and do every single move in my arsenal, including trying to hit as many coffin drops as I could. So within around about two minutes, I was just desperate for him to win because that's the magic of Darby Allen. It was not a success, though, because it does come down to wrestling mats. If you're just one person and you're trying to take on two people, do you know what happens when you're focused on one of these two people? The other person gets in and they will start to beat you up. Case in point. I mean, at one point, Ethan was going to chuck him into the audience again, but thankfully this time Darby was able to hold on to a choke. But did that get him anywhere? No, he got back in the ring and they just started to work over his back. Allen did try to get the victory by using the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And when that didn't work, I will give everyone their due, he hit this code red that Ethan Page must have broken up at 2.99999. And yes, a small part of me did bite because I am an absolute nerd. Darby was smart though, because at one point he tied Ethan Page's feet up with zip wire. Unfortunately though, he forgot that Ethan Page isn't a child. So even though he fell to the outside, he just went and got a toolbox and he got himself loose. It also allowed him to get back in the ring, save Scorpio Sky and hit the ego's edge from the top rope. And these two beat Darby Allen, which we absolutely had to do 
really, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky desperately needed a win. This was just tremendous fun though, Darby Allen is a madman, and I tell you, every single week I'm enjoying Page and Scorpio, or pass, just a little bit more. I was then just a little bit confused. Because I know there has been plenty of TV dedicated to everything between the best friends and the wingmen, or Benoni's boys, and so here we were getting Cesar versus Orange Cassidy. And that's all fine, but I can't figure out why the bad guys don't like the best friends to begin with. It's not like they don't understand friendship. I mean, there's four of them, and the whole point of the wingmen is that they have each other's backs. I mean, before all of this, the men with the wings did say the reason they are mad at Orange is that he doesn't get back to their text messages or something, so I suppose there's that. And then when Cassidy got in the ring, my word, the amount of things that were done to him. I mean, he got sprayed with fake tan, he got some weird jacket put on him, and they kept combing his hair. And that one I could relate to, because I really, really miss it. Chris Statlander was then distracting the referee so that Orange Cassidy could hit this big dive onto all of the wingmen. And look, it was enjoyable, but it all was just a little bit odd. Especially because Cassidy then orange punched everybody, and he just got the win. And it really was fine. Like, it really was fine. There was nothing wrong with it, but it didn't kind of flow, whatever that is, with the rest of the show. And so because of that, just got to get it down. Kenny Omega then whooped Jungle Boy's ass. What a dick. I really enjoy this Kenny Omega character too because he's just so broken and he's just such a mess. Like he pulled up on a golf cart here and he got right into Jungle Boy's face and was like, you embarrassed me last week. I didn't appreciate it. So I think we need to go into our picnic basket and get a couple of knuckle sandwiches. He's like the most uncool dad in the world. He also pretended that he was going to let Jungle Boy punch him until Michael Nakazawa smacked Jungle in the back with a laptop. And that's when Kenny went to work. But as soon as Jungle Boy looked like he may be able to fight back, Omega and Callis got in the golf cart and they zoomed off and poor Nakazawa, he was left behind. And some people don't say very nice thing about Michael Nakazawa. I think he works very well as this bumbling assistant. And I just thought it was quite fun. And I do admit that, yes, maybe it was just kind of there. But we are building to our big world title match. I'm certainly excited for it. So it's all right by me. So the same situation with Matt Hardy and Christian Cage as well. As Matt Hardy let us know, the reason I don't like this guy is because he is in breach of contract. And when you're in breach of contract, I will find you and I will put you on your ass. Christian then turned up and he was super duper mad. So House Hardy locked him in some kind of cage. I didn't know whether that was meant to be a visual pun. And he even offered Christian some money to retire. Christian just behind his prison bars was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So they are going to have this feud. And I can only guess that we're doing this to try and attract some old lapsed Attitude Era fans. And actually, when you take a step back and think about it that way, it's probably not the worst plan in the world. Brock Anderson then debuted on AEW. And I just thought this was a delight. Up. Forget nepotism too, because I hate that. Are you telling me that if you were the son or the offspring of Arn Anderson, and he said, hey man, do you want to become a wrestler? You go, no, I don't want to do that, even though you have all the experience in the world and are one of the greatest professional wrestlers ever. Given that this was Brock's first appearance on a major show as well, fair play to that guy. I mean, there must have been loads of pressure. He was also working with dudes that know what they were doing. And wrestling is really, really hard. I thought he held his own very well. He, of course, was teaming with Cody Rhodes to take on Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. And while they were accompanied to the ring by Nick Comoroto, Anthony Agogo was nowhere to be seen. So I have no idea what's going on there, but I just hope he's okay. So I'll send some positive wishes into the ether. Cody took on the coaching role as well, which was really nice every now and then when Brock got wrong-footed. 
And of course, when QT Marshall got in there and Brock made the tag to Cody, QT just legged it because he's a massive coward and he's a bad, bad man. Rose then dived on QT to teach him a lesson, but the problem here is that Aaron Solo was a legal man, so he booted Cody and he went to work. Everybody was then trading off and Anderson got back in there, but as ever, the factory distracted the referee, so they didn't see the hot tag, meaning Anderson was in a spot of bother. I wonder what was going to happen next. Eventually, this of course was rectified because Cody Rhodes' hand turned into lava and he got that hot tag. My word, did he run wild here. I think he applied the figure four onto Solo in around about 32 seconds. You do have to give props to Brock though, because Solo got out of that by grabbing the ropes and he hit Cody with the cyclone kick. And yes, it was there when Brock Anderson broke up the pin counter too. So if it wasn't for the rookie, maybe, just maybe, Cody Rhodes was gonna lose. But he did more than that as well, because after Cody had launched himself on the top rope onto QT Marshall, who was on the outside, Brock went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise rolled up or the surprise cradle kind of a thing here. And he got the one and he got the two and he got the three. And not only was I happy, but Aunt Anderson looked like the most pleased person on the planet, maybe only second to me when somebody tells me I'm allowed pizza. It was also sold as if Brock Anderson had just out wrestled his opponent. And like I say, it was just satisfying warm stuff. And you are never going to get me to say, well, I don't want to see an Anderson on my wrestling television. I always do. I would take them all. I thought this was fabulous. We then had a really odd promo with Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. Because Lance Archer was in the background walking left and walking right and going, blah, 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 blah. as Jake said, you want to be like a tiger waiting to pounce, but you have to wait and look at the boy. He doesn't want to do that. And okay, I don't know what that means. But Lance Archer did then walk off. But the best part of this is that they were in some kind of warehouse, but the roof and the ceiling was destroyed. I wonder who did that. What was far better though was the sit down interview that Jim Ross did with Andrade. I swear that these always work. Up. He did confirm that he's working with Vicky Guerrero, so we're going to have to wait and see, and that his major goal is to win titles, so he's gonna go out there and win titles. Him and Vic also have some kind of surprise. So who the hell knows what that is? What rocked the most though is that you had some cutaway clips here of Andrade wearing this black mask and my word, that is the most badass thing I've ever seen. We should do this gimmick where he either comes to the ring wearing the mask and he takes it off to wrestle or when he starts to wrestle, he puts on the mask. You don't see that a lot in American mainstream wrestling and it just makes you look like a superhero. We are building Andrade very nicely though and if he does indeed smash it in his first match, which he will, I think he is going to start to take off. He's just got something about it. We also had the best subtle tease next with Hangman Adam Page. Because he accepted Team Taz's challenge to take on Powerhouse Hobbs. When Alex Marvez was also like, oh man, don't forget it, Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega next week for the world title. Maybe you'll be next. He can't deal with this. He's still a drunken mess. So he just fobbed it off and was like, oh, look, I'm with the Dark Order. John Silver, Ida Uno, please never ask me this again. So I love it. It's just so well done. And we are going for the long game here. And because I am a terrible person, when it does come to this, I want the cowboy to lose because I just think it's going to break my heart. And nine times out of 10, the best stories, well, they go like that. Julia Hart versus Penelope Ford was next. It was fine. Up. That's mostly just a showcase for Penelope Ford because it was kind of a squash. But do not forget that Julia Hart is only 19 years old and she's only recently teamed up with the Varsity Blondes. So much like Brock Anderson, this was like her coming out wrestling party. 
she did as well as she possibly could. BC showed off some good chain wrestling to begin with and kept going for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Because it doesn't matter whether you're old, doesn't matter whether you're young, doesn't matter whether you're a veteran, it doesn't matter whether you're a rookie. I mean what I say when I say that, nine times out of ten, doing a surprise roll-up will get you the win. Sadly, it didn't hear though, so I now look like an idiot. And after Julia went for this like split leg leg drop, which did look really cool, Penelope Ford locked on the Indian death lock. And that was kind of that. Julia Hart had to tap out. It was decent while it lasted though, but I think we kind of did this just to segue into what we were going to do after the match. Because before you could say boo to a goose, out came Miro and he addressed Penelope Ford and what an asshole this guy is. He was like, oh, where's your husband? Where's Kip Sabian? Oh, that's right. I almost killed him because I'm a crazy person. The TNT champion also told the varsity blondes to get out of the ring. And when they didn't, he just absolutely ruined them. Although Brian Pillman Jr. did start to fight back, so all the officials had to go out there and pull him apart. So you've got to imagine that that's our next TNT title program, and I am all for Miro versus Brian Pillman Jr. In fact, I think that's damn near perfect. Sign me up. Weirdness then returned. Like my sex life. Shouldn't have said it. That's a bad joke. I instantly regret it. I was just trying to be funny. I failed miserably. Parents, if you're watching this, I do apologize. Somebody send me... To my room. Because while Britt Baker is the world champion is awesome, this first feud with Nyla Rose is just a little bit strange. Because we were doing an interview with Baker, Rebel and Tony Schiavone, when up came Vicky Guerrero and just went, listen Britt, I don't like you as the champion. I'd rather Nyla Rose was the champion. So next week, why don't we do me, I, Vicky Guerrero and Nyla against Britt Baker and Rebel. Now firstly, I don't think I need to see a match with Vicky Guerrero. I'm not trying to be mean, but it just doesn't really get me all that excited. But also, when I look at Nyla Rose and Britt Baker, I don't know who I'm meant to cheer, and I don't know who I'm meant to boo. And I'm all fine with shades of grey, but this one is just a little bit too blurred. And look, let me make this very clear. I think Nyla and Britt Baker are tremendous, and they are going to be super duper stars down the line. But this one, I just can't really explain it. And I don't really know where we're going. It just feels a little bit directionless. That's why at the moment it's got to get it down. We then just had the best, ironically, video featuring Santana and Ortiz. And I tell you why it's so good. Because they feel real. Everything they did in this video was real. And when they eventually do become the tag team champions, my word, the absolute love they're going to receive. Also had more surreal stuff with Mark Sterling and Jade Cargill. I think they've gone and rented some kind of hotel that they're going to put Jade's opponents in and they can also get a discount using the code that bitch. I mean, she really, really, really does like that word. This led to our main event, which has been teased earlier, which was Eddie Kingston, Penta, and Frankie Kazarian taking on Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers. And as soon as I realized that Nick Jackson hadn't joined his friends here, I just knew what was gonna happen, but even still. Fair play to Frankie Kazarian as well, who was taking this Elite Hunter role and just run with it because he was in first here and he doesn't care about winning, he doesn't care about losing, he just cares about getting revenge for his fallen friend, Christopher Daniels, so whoever he could hurt here, well, he tried to hurt him. It didn't mean that the tag clacks and ha sounded really early here because honestly, everybody was in the ring and fighting on the floor so quickly. And then we saw a crossbody by Matt Jackson. This was just like energy rubbed into your face. I tell you though, it was Eddie Kingston who got beaten up for a little while, which allowed him to get the hot tag to Frankie Kazarian. And once again, it was just like a red rag to the bull. He's realized, oh my gosh, I can hurt the elite again. So I'm going back to being the pain maker. He barely got touched as well until Gowers and Anderson teamed up with each other. But as soon as we got there, Penta was in the ring. 
So my word, are we protecting Kaz? Matt Jackson was then just getting pummeled by all commas, which was meant to happen and be satisfying because he is the world's biggest goof. That's his entire role. And the match would have been over here because he got hit by everybody's move. But Gallows broke it up. All the massive maneuvers were then back because this was just a sprint from start to finish. And that's when Nick Jackson ran down, dressed like an absolute idiot. I thought it was great. And he had that flipping spray bottle. And he sprayed that nonsense right into Penta's face as soon as he had hit the backstabber, which allowed Anderson to hit a top rope stun gun. And the Elite once more stole it. They got the one, two, three. So really, they just are the NWO from the late 90s. But they are the NWO who you know eventually are going to get theirs. And never forget when we do bring up WCW, I don't think that ever actually happened to the New World Order. But this was really good though, and maybe not up to the par of some Dynamite main events we have seen, but I still enjoyed myself, and I do think AEW will get back to smashing it when they do return to Wednesday nights. After that, we faded to black, and we were all allowed to go off and do something else, because if you did just sit there, you would be watching a blank screen, or whatever the hell came off afterwards. And yeah, once more, just a decent, okay episode of Dynamite, but I really like that cage match at the start, which I know is going to drive people crazy. But what are you going to do overall? Up. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.